Yeah. Yeah. Alright, I got a second to go. Eight, seven, six. Legs of steel. Five, no, dude, my fucking back four, hurts so bad. Three, yeah, no joke. <laughs> and we're live. Alright, everybody, this is Smoke and Bake Monday Night. You're with Rebel Joe and Twisted T on this journey with a special guest. Take it from here, Twisted. Yeah, what can I say? It's Monday night. We made it. Rebel Joe, you're in the house. We do have a special guest in the house, and I think that's pretty cool considering we're coming off of what was a uh, a very humbling, eye-opening, and just overwhelming, uh, amazing journey through our veterans, our salute to Remembrance Day. We kicked off November with such vigor. And I have to say, man, I'm really proud of everything you did during those last two weeks. It really put us in a different mindset. It did. It did. It did. It really reset the tone. Yep. And your videos were very on point, you know? It was all about remembering, all the greatness, you know? Well, it was. there was nothing more to it. There was nothing more important, I think, in my mind. And uh, and I think, again, like we said, we're not going to get too hung up on that tonight, but there's, it's such an amazing piece of history. Regardless of the darkness that was shed upon the world at that time, it's too much to forget. Yep. Generations need to know uh, how it is that got to be where we are today, what it is we're standing to lose right now, currently. It's so relatable to tonight's topic it's scary and um yeah man it just that is tonight's topic realistically i'll just keep rambling here for a second but you uh very rarely as conspiracy um you know tinfoil uh hat wearing people as they call us (laughs) uh do you ever see a conspiracy this big finally come to life I didn't think it'd be my generation that would see it. I didn't think so either. Honestly, um, I really did. I don't want to give away too much because we're going to talk about it at the end. But uh, it's awesome. It's it's like uh, it's like when you finally win that race. You know, we can get up and be like, "Ha, ah, told you so." You know, like who wants their hat next, baby? Sign up. I got a hundred and thirty feet of aluminum foil ready to go. Right. Like one size right. fits all. My point is, it gives validation to the fact that. Fake news is very real. Um, Donald Trump really tried hard to bring that into light. But fake news is real. The media does wash everything. Facebook censors the crap out of everything we post. Um, YouTube has now gone on a big binge. You can't find any of what we like to call the real news sources. Google is pretty much a joke. Um, we're, we're Twitter, being held back. Twitter, Twitter's done. Like for for anybody who's just right leaning whatsoever or, or military yeah. supportive. Yeah, absolutely. Like just forget about it. And it's sad. They're they they're erasing key parts of history. They're erasing key parts of our freedom. <coughs> they're taking away our rights and our. But, our but it's actual. All, but it's all leading up to. It's all leading up to tonight's topic. It absolutely is. However. However, we have a special guest. We do have a very special guest tonight, and I think it's awesome, and I think the timing of it is amazing, because... Um, we wanted to do something positive, like this, yeah. that, leading, up to, leading up to Remembrance Day, we wanted to show, you know, uh, part of history, we did uh, the contributions of our indigenous people, that was awesome, yep. like, I found out so many great things, like, we were oh, almost man. listed on the top 10 badass uh, Canadian heroes. Anyway, like I got so many new them. war heroes now that I never knew about. Yeah, and then we, like we wanted to highlight highlight some of the positive stuff and some of the things that are currently going on with our veterans and some absolutely some of the and perfect timing. 
Trevor Sanderson pops into town. Like, and the, <laughs> irony of that, the irony of that is crazy because I literally asked you on Remembrance Day, you and I had a very long conversation after we both went to our events. And I said, hey, man, you know, I'm getting ready for tonight's show. I'm going to put together the video. And I asked you straight up. I said, you know, I'm putting one of my heroes in this video tonight. But who's I want one for you. Like, who's a hero for you? Like, what got you on this path? And you didn't blink. You didn't miss a beat. He said, no joke, Trevor Sanderson. And we did a whole thing. You talked about it. And then you called me today. You're like, you're never going to believe who is in town. So, yeah, man, this is Smoke and Mirrors. We're going to do a bit of a different show tonight because you know what? We can't. Fuck it. It's yeah. our radio station. Our radio station. And, hey, uh, man, I, I have no problem with Smoke and Mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, exactly. And ladies and gentlemen, for those who are wondering, that is obviously the one and only... Um, Probably one of the most humble guys I've ever had the pleasure of talking with, uh, Trevor Sanderson. So, you know what? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, um, happy thank to you be here. so much. Thank you so much uh, for everything you've done. I'm just going to thank you very much for your services um, right off the bat. Uh, uh, you're a veteran. You're amazing. The work you're doing for veterans outside of this, life you've lived, uh, what you've gone through to get to where you are, which we'll get into after a quick song break here, is incredible. And uh, I just, I honestly say it's very humbling and it's very, it's, it's an honor to uh, have met you tonight and to have you on my show with Rebel Joe, my main man, my brother, uh, talking away. I never thought it would happen. It's, it's mind-blowing to me. Well, I'm very, uh, very humbled to be here and uh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to, to hanging around and uh, spending some time with you guys. Holy good. And you know what? I got a good song coming up. Battle what you got, bro? <laughs> I got working for the man by Audio Rehab. Nice. Derek had a mission, man. <laughs> Derek is such an awesome guy. You guys just heard that live from uh, from Trevor Sanderson. This is Smoke and Mirrors, Reckless Radio, Twisted T. That's Rebel Joe. Take it away. <clears throat> working for the man by Audio Rehab. <laughs> right Organic, on. I love it. Yep. <laughs> so, do you have like live uh, viewers and so, or listeners yep. and stuff like that? Yep. These are the different streaming yep. services that that we're featured on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're featured all over Europe and stuff too. That's where we got we got some Swedish independent guys that sent us their music through Facebook. They're talking about us. Hey, you know what's Europe. funny is is I have a Swedish MC on my fucking yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. And we got, uh, we're getting name dropped now on uh, RJR94 yeah. in Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. With everything, uh, we're tied in with uh, Ijamaki. Mm. He's a great, he's a great, he's a great reggae artist, man. He's so versatile. They, yeah. he's, they, he, we featured him a lot. Yeah, when I was on my walk, I got up to almost 230,000 followers on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all that shit. Well, we're going to help get uh, your mission off the map tonight. Anything you need to do, you just oh, let us know. Oh, you know what, dude? I Like I said, I just I do it all on my own. I, I get four grand a month for a pension, dude. 
So I, I own my car. I own my motorcycle. I don't have any credit cards. I fucking, I don't own a house. I don't have any fucking bills, dude. I'm hmm. free. <laughs> like he's ready to just disappear off the grid. I can do whatever the fuck I want, whenever I want. And yeah. like I said, I, I don't give a fuck what other people think because their opinions don't matter to me. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know what's remarkable about that, too, is that like uh, I love how the governments forget about uh, how many veterans from all classes, of, like yourself, myself, that they have out here floating around with this incredible amount of training. Like, go ahead. Shut down the world. Lock me in. Yeah. I'm good to go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> who wants to come along? And then you got crazy guys like, what is this going on, man? I don't give a fuck. You know what, dude? I'll yeah. fucking take my truck. I'll park it in my buddy's fucking yard that's got fucking nothing but bush for the next thousand miles around his house. And you know oh. what? I'll pick up my truck whenever I get out of the bush. <laughs> that's it. I have been looking at land for a while now. Joe can tell you this. Yep. Um, there's a few plots in Ontario, like way up north, yep. fly in ready, and they're only like nineteen to twenty two thousand. Oh, it's exactly. Like Fifty two acres. Fifty two acres. Like you know what? Let's all chip in. Yeah. Well, I have Rock a the grid. One minute. I, I have a buddy that lives out in New Brunswick, where that's eventually where I'm going after I leave Ontario. Uh, he's he owns one hundred and thirty acres out there. He wants me to go there and build him eight uh, camps. And yeah. in exchange, I can build one wherever I want, and it's mine. That's ironic. And I can, you know, park my bike at his house, take a quad into wherever I want to build it, build whatever I want, and, you know, go in and out without fucking, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 30 seconds. So that's, so yeah, so that's where I'm going, you know, eventually to start, to, you know, because he's been trying to get me there for like a year, year and a half, eh? But I, if I do something like that, that's a huge commitment. If you do go down, good friends of mine just moved there. Another good biker buddy of mine. Ten seconds. along great with him. Five. Oh, yeah, everybody. How you doing? We're back at you live and loud here. No, yeah, I got them tunes blaring in the background. I got Trevor Sanderson chilling with me. I got my main man, Always Twisted T. And uh, since I got my little brother, so he's checking in on us. He's trying to see uh, how we're doing. Uh, getting high with us, you know, smoking mirrors, maybe. We got to keep it's it real. It's a family affair. We got to keep it real. Nothing wrong with that. Hey, it's legal, man. It's legal, right? Absolutely legal. <laughs> I, I got a script Absolutely. for it anyway. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, that's Trevor Sanderson. If you're wondering who the third mystery voice is tonight, if you're joining us late to the show, no problem. Welcome aboard. You're probably pre-rolling anyways. <laughs> yeah. um, and what an awesome surprise. Like I said, what an honor it is to have you on the show, man. Um, I'm a guy with PTSD. For those of you who don't know, Trevor Sanderson is, a, one of the, one of the, is an amazing Canadian veteran. He's an amazing hero. He's done some remarkable things, and I'm going to let him talk about it, especially in the efforts of the veterans' needs. Uh, those of us with PTSD, all that stuff. Um, it's just incredible for to see one man making such a positive change. Um, or at least trying, trying, trying to, trying to, trying to do, at least trying his damn fucking hardest yeah. do it, right? I yeah, absolutely. Against all odds sometimes. But no, he still, he still, he still draws attention to exactly what he's doing, man. It's awesome. 
It's awesome. He's what he's what inspired me to do to do a lot more for the veterans. I had I already had a patriotic patriotic spirit because of my great uncle and the stories I used to hear about World War II. But when I seen uh, his courage, just just to walk that fucking distance, I was like, man, I got I I got to get involved here. I get like somebody's got to be a voice for these guys. Man, I I appreciated meeting you back then too, Joe. Thanks, I, my man. Yeah, I uh, I always thought it was a pleasure. We tried, eh? Yeah, we tried. Uh, we had a few good nights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, you mentioned the walk, Joe. Um, let's start with that, Trevor. What what got you? Like that's that's kind of like your kickoff to this journey, you know, the, the the walk. For those of you who don't know, I don't want to take it away. Do you want to do you want to like get us going on that and tell us about that journey? So um, I was uh, working as an industrial insulator out in Alberta, and I was making anywhere from 90 to 114,000 a year. And I met a chick in the oil patch. Uh, she had her red seal. And uh, we started dating. We were working at the same camp. And when the oil prices tanked in 2017 there, um, you know, work became more and more scarce. And we ended up moving back to Winnipeg, uh, where I'm from. And, you know, we, our relationship started getting rocky and she wanted to go to Nova Scotia where she was from. And I moved out there and, uh, you know, our money ran out, our EI ran out and the arguments and the fighting started. And I ended up on the streets of Sydney, Nova Scotia. And I went to the welfare office out there. I asked them for a bus ticket to get home. I had a, a place to live, a job lined up. I just needed help with the bus ticket. And they told me to hitchhike. So, wow. yeah, that's uh, social services. Yeah, welfare. And, uh, you know, I was paying thirty five, forty thousand 40000 a year in taxes for the last five, six years. And... You know, I was like, really? You won't even give me a bus ticket. And I had, uh, uh, I suffer from PTSD and uh, anger control issues. And I ended up blowing up in the office. And um, when the RCMP came to arrest me, uh, the guy was a veteran as well and kind of helped me out and smooth things over with uh, the office. And um that was in october so i started doing research on what's happening in canada and you know it was pretty disturbing back then a lot a lot of it was the, the religious hate and the immigration and stuff like that and i i don't know why but i decided i was going to walk from sydney nova scotia to toronto i was actually going to walk right across canada and I ended up walking from Sydney, Nova Scotia to Toronto. And I did, uh, I don't know, I changed along the way. I started doing what I called random acts of kindness for people. And I would buy bikes for veterans. Um, I ran into a group called Vets Canada, uh, which really turned me to helping other veterans. Um, I actually never considered myself a veteran. Uh, still have a hard time accepting it but i it's mean a weird word eh? yeah well it's when i was released i was in a really bad place and you know i i didn't have any love for the military so i you know i i never knew i qualified for services i never 
uh, knew that you know there was help out there for me because when I was released in 1993 uh, it was you know have a nice life see you later you know and it wasn't you know I, I had a pretty rough life after that so yeah I ended up walking from uh, Sydney Nova Scotia to Toronto and I slept in uh, homeless shelters, I ate at soup kitchens, uh, I'd go days without eating, and uh, all the donations that I got, I started putting back into the communities, and, you know, I I lived the mim minimal, and I ended up finding, I believe it was 43 homeless vets, I helped uh, nine of them get into different programs and the rest of them I gave uh, brochures for mental health issues drug addictions uh, depending on what you know I figured they'd need the most help with and at least they would have it if they ever decided that they needed it right you gave them an option yeah well what I would do is every city that I would go to I would look up the mental health services I would look up the addiction services um, like I said, I stayed at homeless shelters uh, because I was homeless. I mean, my income for 2017, I think, was somewhere around $1,700. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, like, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I smoke cannabis, uh, you know, and instead of, like I said, letting where I was control who I was, I decided that I wanted to help and... I've been doing it ever since. So uh, I stopped my walk in November of Remembrance Day of 2017. And now I travel across Canada doing free renovations for veterans for the last three years. And I've done them everywhere from Nova Scotia to Langford, BC. So I don't. Wow. Uh, I, just, that's so incredible. The whole journey. There's so much to pick apart there. I don't know where to begin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've done uh, quite a few things, and, you know, I, I, I don't care where you are, who you served with. I, I don't care if you're a first responder. Actually, I don't really care who you are. If you really need help, I'm I'm one of those guys that I can't, you know, just sit there and say, yeah, buddy, I, I'm not a keyboard warrior. I'm one of those guys that will actually go out and do it. So, and this is a prime example. I was uh, taking the next three months to kind of work on myself and I came into Ontario and within probably a day of me being here I had five people Trevor can you come help me and it's like okay well who wants to help I'll, I'll do it and so I'm just going to spend my winter traveling through Ontario Quebec and New Brunswick doing helping out as many people as I can over the next couple months right that's that's easy <laughs> Like, what a very admirable and noble cause. And I hope there's anything that our listeners can take from this at home. I know I am. It's, um, you know, take a really good look at what's going on around you. Yes. And, our, and I totally agree with you there because with all the, the people being told to shut in, to, to, to isolate yourself, it's, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into that shit. <laughs> no, I mean, it's coming up. It's it's you're not gonna have a choice at some point, brother. I'm yeah, sorry. no, no, no. But I'll I'll get into that when we get into that because yeah, that's I I I mean, 
I, I feel bad for the people that have passed away. Yeah, I, I feel absolutely. bad for, it's been horrible. for the people that have contracted it, but I'm sorry, it's got a, a 99.4% uh, survival rate. And I don't care how you look at it. If you're going to be the media and sit there and feed you nothing but fear numbers and not explain what they actually mean, I don't. I haven't watched the news in months because it's all bullshit. All. Oh. That's why I bother. You're not getting. It's news. all smoke and mirrors. It's all smoke and mirrors. You know what? It's I really. The the show. You know what really makes me sad and that I can't understand is is all of a sudden over the last eight months people think that they have the right to judge other people. You know uh, yeah, what it, yeah, exactly. Out of nowhere, they, they're, they're self-entitled. They're, they feel empowered behind that mask to make well, others feel less. It, it's, you know what, I, I got jumped in 97. I'm a veteran, yeah, I, I, I suffer from PTSD. I, I have other issues. But that isn't why I can't wear a mask. I can't wear a mask because I got jumped in 97 by five guys with baseball bats. And when I woke up, I had a cloth over my face. So I couldn't see anything, and I freaked out. So now whenever anything is put on my face, I start hyperventilating. And trust me, I'm not a person that you really want freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that kind of training background, for sure. Well, you know, it's, it's not just that. It's, you know, I, I suffer from a traumatic brain injury, and I have severe impulse controls. So if I get the urge to grab you and throw you up against a wall, there's probably an 80% chance I'm actually going <laughs> to grab you and throw you up against a wall. And you better be thankful the other 20% of the time that I didn't. <laughs> I think we'll just always give you the benefit of the doubt on that one. Yeah. But yeah, it's just... Hey, so yeah. Have you gotten a lot of flack then about the mask wherever you've gone? Have you gotten a lot of... Uh... I haven't gone into a store in five months at all. Uh, well, I can't say that. I, I go grab my cigarettes from one store in where I live in Selkirk, but I don't have to wear a mask in there because they know me and I've explained to them rather adamantly why I can't put a mask on. <laughs> <in case. laughs> That's fair. Uh, I Thanks pay, to them for being understanding. Yeah, and then the rest of the time I pay at uh, the gas station, at the pump. I pay at the, uh, I, I go through, I, I eat at restaurants. I are not restaurants, I should rephrase that. I <laughs> eat fast food because my favorite restaurant asked me to put a mask on and I never went back. So, I mean, it, this thing is severely impacted me because I'm like, I, I have a hard enough time controlling myself on my best days. And the more this is going on, uh, it, it, the more trust I've, I've triggered a, a lot more over the last five months where I've actually hurt people because, you know, they're just stupid. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's hard. Stupidity. And you know, like I said, now, yeah. I'm going to end up in jail because I can't control my anger. But, you know, I, like I said, I, shut your mouth to quit trying to think you can judge me and there won't be an issue. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But if you, well, I'm one of those guys, if you're going to step up to me and say something to my face, then you better be prepared to, for what's going to happen. And like I said, I'm not an anti-mass fucking theorist. I'm not... You know what? I just can't wear a mask. And I don't need to explain to you why I can't wear a mask. It's none of your fucking business. Exactly. I suppose you're right to wear one. You wear it. 
Like, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to tell you you have to wear a mask or, you know, whatever. Just don't come into my face and say, yeah, I have to do something because I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you exactly what you can do. Yep. If anybody's paying attention, and you're right, you're 100% right. You know, who who's given out all this new and these entitlement passes to everybody? Everybody well, hides behind their mask. They hide behind their mask. They feel <laughs> entitled. COVID, man, my buddy George made a song called, uh, called Karen, called The Cops, right? And he says, COVID shows your true faces, man. Well, and, and I see it behind those masks. I see the, 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 the self-entitlement that people have just to look down upon you. It, well, it's, I'm sorry, it's the government that is doing this to the, they're doing it on purpose. They want to divide the people because as long as the people are divided, they will never stand together. Exactly. My biggest thing about my walk was what I learned is you can't force your opinion on other people. You can't force them to see anything that they're not willing to see. But if you give them information, if you show them uh, 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 what they're actually losing, then they're more willing to come onto your side and start listening. So Absolutely. What, what people need, to, and that's exactly what our media is doing to people right now, is they're conditioning people that way. So that's why they feed the fear numbers. That's why they fear the, they, they feed the, you have to wear a mask. You have to do what you're told. This is a new normal. This is what they call social conditioning. And it's a false narrative all the way. Exactly, and it's being forced by through our government, and it, it it's sad, and you know, like like where the show's going to get into later on, it, it's it's heartbreaking that Canadians like I was born in the seventies, man. So yeah, I me I know too. me too. I know the freedoms that I had as a kid. Yeah. I know what I was allowed to do. I I've seen what they've taken away from all these generations since the seventies. So kids nowadays, what they're exactly what they're doing in school is they're taking away all these different choices and and as long as you don't know that you had these choices if the next two generations of kids were to grow up in their house and think that this was a new normal it would be the new normal because be, they would right. never know any difference no point of reference exactly but it's already happened and that's why our generation the older guys are like so pissed off over what's happening because we see what they're taking away we know what we're losing uh, whereas the newer kids and, and the younger generations are looking at it, well, the government's got every right to do this. The government's got every right to 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 to, to do whatever they want. Well, no, they don't. No, they don't. The government no. is supposed to be working for the Canadian people. The Canadian people do not work for the government. So the government cannot dictate where you can and can't go. The government cannot dictate what you can and cannot fucking eat. The government cannot dictate where I can piss and where I fucking can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, as much as they want to fucking try, it, it, it's horseshit. It is horseshit. Anyways, I'm... I'm no, no. I, no, you know what? It's a good background because it, it, it explains exactly why what's coming with this great reset that, that we're talking about. Mm. This is other important information that, that brings a bigger picture to this, uh, what's going on. Well, see, I've also traveled across Canada three times. I'm talking from uh, Langford, B.C., Vancouver Island, right out to uh, Cape Breton three times. Since I got March. a question for you. 
Is there a province you haven't smoked weed in? Newfoundland and PEI, and I plan to rectify that over the next couple months. Nice. <laughs> Put a thumbtack on the map. Right. Damn. <laughs> Come on, man. Smoking, smoking mirrors. I had to, I had to bring up something about weed, right? Well, I well, absolutely. I have been, like I said, I've been in every single province in Canada except for Newfoundland and PEI in the Northwest Territories. Wow. So what actually what my plan was this year, I had uh, 53 jobs lined up from Langford, B.C. right to Newfoundland um, that I was going to go right across uh, Canada this summer doing all these free jobs for people. So next year I was going to go up into Northwest Territories and do the Northwest Territories because I thought that would be so cool. I mean, I, I meet so many guys, so many veterans, and I smoke dope with so many people. Uh, I, I, it, it's so awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is pretty awesome. And it, it's, 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 I think it's a really humbling, cool life, man. I think it's a cool journey to, uh, to rise up from the ashes like that and to turn around completely on your own whole like spiritual, non-spiritual journey, whatever you want to call it, and, and just wholeheartedly give back. You're not looking for praise, which I think is commendable. I don't want you anything. Know. You know what, man? I just live... doing his thing, man. He's just doing yeah, his thing. Yeah, just loving it. Well, you're a regular guy. I get a nice pension from Veterans Affairs, and you know what? I like I said, I can't sit around. I I go stir crazy. So instead of sitting around, I just fuck it. You know what? It takes eight tanks of gas to drive from Winnipeg to Sydney, Nova Scotia. You know, it, eight tanks of gas, dude. Yeah, exactly, and and, and what what you what you encountered along the way, man. Well, just, that's it, just it, it, it. it. It's it's unbelievable, and you can drive from Winnipeg to uh, Vancouver in in two days. Wow, you know, and it's like depending how you're feeling, just go one way. The, the other, shitty right? part is, is it takes fucking three days to get through on. I know, right? Oh my god, it's so brutal. I did it. La I did. I did it at the beginning of COVID, just just before they locked everything down, and it's horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, but then everything else goes slickly smooth, man. Yeah, you got Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and poof, Alberta. The but, prairies are long, flat drives, though. Like, but I've, I, but I've actually seen the the economic <laughs> uh, outcome of COVID. Uh, you oh know, yeah, because you drive yeah. through these small towns and it's all boarded up windows. It's you know place for lease, place for lease, wow. because nobody can afford to to shut the door for four months or two months or, or a month. Right. When you're barely making enough to stay open as it is. You know, yeah, and then everywhere. and then you look at it, okay, yeah, the government's got this package where you can with uh get this money for a stimulus package, but what they don't tell you is you have to sign over a percentage of your, your business. Why you know, right. it, it's why? Yeah, exactly. It's What's our coming? tax money that, that's that's paying, you know, that we're we're withdrawing on. We should have that right. You know, it shouldn't be, okay, well, people that took that CERB check, you know, uh, uh, not the people that frauded it, don't get me wrong, but the people that worked and, and, and actually were entitled to that, that's their tax money, that the, the government's making it look like it's, oh, it's a big loan to you to help you, yeah, to help, uh, you. Uh, help you at your time of need. Well, you're going right. to have to pay back that money 
On top of that, you're going to have to pay an interest. On top of that, you're probably going to end up having to pay 40 fucking times what you, what you actually borrowed. And it's going to be, you know, like it was your money to begin with. <laughs> you don't have a choice when you work. That, that I can't yeah, see, you more they're, there, man. They're doing that because they got they got it. Uh, fuck, I just forgot the word. It, it was. makes him look good, like he's trying to do something, and it's it's horseshit. Trudeau is a fucking. I'm sorry, he's a piece of shit. Oh, I knew what I was <laughs> going to say. Oh yes, absolutely. No, I know what Not I was going to say. Uh, they got this new. This, he started leaking about this new program called Total Debt Forgiveness. Yes. That's why all that. That's why, like, oh yeah, you're gonna be paying back your loans. You can't pay it, the interest and stuff. Ah, oh, well, you know what? Total debt forgiveness. You sign over everything. You are not able to legally own another piece of property. That's including a vehicle, a TV, uh, a pair of shoes. You will rent it from your government. Yep. But hey, it's an awesome program. <laughs> right. Right. right? Yeah. We all rebuild. We build back better. I think was the stupid statement. That's that's Biden's fucking uh, uh, campaign thing was build back better. But it's funny because yeah. Boris Yeltsin, Yeltsin or Boris whatever his name is Yeltsin Yeltsin yeah in uh, the UK used the exact same slogan. And then there was a couple other politicians that were using the same slogan. And you know now Trudeau is you know boasting the same fucking crap that you know the americans are and well they're all following the beat of one other guy who was around for the original slogan and that's klaus schwab mm-hmm. you know he's he, he's this is he austrian joe or german uh he's got his headsets off my oh, dog's typical. uh my typical. dog's going after oh there you go ask typical. him again yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Sorry, sorry. I was taking care of Commando there. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. It's all right. So uh, I'm gonna ask you. Um, I just mentioned we're talking about Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab for Klaus Schwab. World Economic Forum. World Economic Forum. Yes. Talking about the Great Reset. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's responsible for recycling the Build Back Better lines, as Trevor was alluding to from you know like the, yeah. the earlier gears of uh, Boris Yeltsin times. It's just um, regurgitated and back and forth, like propaganda. Yeah, yeah, it's all part of the same club, but George Carlin said it best, and we ain't part of it. Mm-hmm. We ain't part of it at all. So, listen, um, I think we should. This is going to be a good show. We're going to keep going here for a few minutes, but we got to stop this. Got to hit the radio song. Got to do that. Take a breath. Um, I don't know who you got lined up next, but before we go, um, we got a very special birthday shout out to get to really quick. Oh, do it, do it, do it, do it. We do it. My main man, the Viz, over at Visser Pharmaceuticals, he hit level 41 today. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Visser. Merry Christmas, brother, from uh, from the boys over here at Reckless Radio. 41, Special yeah. Guest. Level 41, that's a feat in itself, man. I know you've been there for me right now during some pretty epic, harsh times going on in Twisted T's reality world. And uh, you're a true brother, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I've leaned on you. You can always lean back. You're part of the Reckless family, and uh, I love you, dude. So happy birthday. Thanks for everything. That's what I got, man. So you can line up a song? Well, yeah, I got uh, I got two songs. So uh, go twist one up, take a break, take a little breath. I got Off and Back. We're going to hit the uh, French people with Off and Back. Nice. Nice. Nice, nice. We got a video to roll to. And then we got, and then we got Smashing Pumpkins Disarm. Sweet.
on RecklessRadio.xyz, and this is Smoking Mirrors with Twisted T, Rebel Joe, and Trevor Sanderson. Woo! <laughs> awesome. Pure awesome. All right. Okay, we're off here. <laughs> How much time we got? Eight minutes. Okay, I'll be back. I got our shirts and grab some smokes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to take these headphones off for a couple of uh, minutes because they hurt my ears now. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So they can uh, prove fraud with those Dominion machines, eh? Now, I know, but that Dominion machine is the Canadian one, eh? Yep. Yep. That's, you, know, you, know, you know who owns it, right? Yeah. Pulaski? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're all related to the George Soros family. Yeah, it's fucking kind of... Fuck, even the Toronto Sun's running it. Toronto, uh, Trudeau has I said on Great Reset for Canada. So now they're starting to run it because they're going to start pushing it now. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, I think after this uh, world-rocking experience I'm going through here in the homestead, I'm going to... go ahead and reactivate my prescription yeah it's uh definitely a light well i i don't touch pharmaceuticals at all dude i i won't take i won't i don't take aspirin i won't take tylenol you know like fucking anything dude at all no and i uh so everything i do is cannabis i i mean i i like edibles fucking oils uh creams I'm right there with you, man. I had a uh, had a big time issue with pills. I, uh, Same. Speed, ecstasy, fucking. Uh, oh, not MDMA. that. MDMA. So. Oh, oh yeah. man, that shit. I would take uppers, downers, uh, fucking oxycontins, anything I could pretty much get my hands on in pill form, pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical yeah. wise. Well, then I would go and bounce at the bar and get drunk all night for free. Yeah. <laughs> So I had a license to punch people out, and I was getting paid for it. My alcohol was provided. Yeah. It was a bad fucking scene, man. Yeah, I know what that's like, brother. <laughs> well, at the time, I think it was, what, it was 252 at the time, and so 2% body fat, so. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm 6'2", 230 pounds, eh? Fuck, man. Tower <laughs> over me. I'm like 5'1". I'm like 5'10", eh, hey, Joe? 5'11". Yeah, day. about that. Yeah, about five eleven. Yeah, boots. So back when before I got jumped, I had uh, nineteen and a half inch arms. I had 20, oh, sorry, one minute. Twenty two inch neck. Um, fucking fifty two inch shoulders. Like I was a I was a big guy, and you know there was a reason why they sent five guys to jump me. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, and uh, I, I I did well. I was doing collections back in the day and shit, right? So yeah, I've been there. So well, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> well, yeah, been there. I uh, I used to, well I I went to a MW a Manitoba Warriors uh, house party. And I was in the back partying with, you know, my buddies. 
and the two guys I was there with fucking started shit. And they were afraid that I was going to fucking start beating people up. So they phoned fucking five uh, heavies to try, to try to get me out of the house. Oh, yeah. And when I came out of the back, I seen my friends were gone. I was fucking leaving. And I got about a block away from the house and fucking the car pulled up. And all I heard them say was, that's one of them. And I fucking ran Fuck. up to the driver and fucking... Gave him about three shots and through the driver window and felt something hit me in the back of the head. And it came to, I was standing, you know, on the other side of the road, fucking spitting up blood. And Game over. Well, I, uh, well, my buddy is a couple other guys that knew me, seen me there, and they said uh, it took me about five minutes to click. You know, I just clicked out of it. I was, stand, you know, just standing up on the spent, spitting up blood, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I walked home from it, and fucking they phoned an ambulance, and I fucking went in. They stitched me up. I went home the next day. I had the president, the uh, vice president, sergeant of arms of the MW show up at my house and asked me not to fucking kill the guys because one of them was his nephew. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, so... And I was in no shape to fucking defend myself then. So I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll, you know. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Thanks for coming out. Ten seconds. Fuck me. The fuck, man. Five, four, three. Where in the fuck's the glue on this paper? <laughs> <laughs> what a way to come back live, eh? Where the uh, fuck's the glue in this paper? <laughs> on this paper. Uh, of course, the smoke and mirror is no other way, you know. Of course, right? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Sanderson, even such a highlight and a great addition to tonight's show, man. I think it's going to have to thank you very much uh, for being here tonight. Oh, fuck, really I'm cool enjoying myself, there. man. It's been awesome, That's right? awesome. It's awesome. Have another conspiracy nut. And then, uh, especially <laughs> with this topic that we're about to friggin' rip apart, we started talking about it. Uh, we're talking, of course, the Great Reset. <sighs> Joe, you got me, um, you reminded me about this. I kind of let it go for a bit. And I'm really, really sad that I did. But uh, I didn't want to get too much into that because, man, you know so much about it. You can really tell it. It scares, it scares me, honestly. It really does to see a conspiracy. Yeah. What? No, he's talking to Commando. Commando oh, yeah, I forgot this whole yeah. dog ripping around on your yeah. seat. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, as a conspiracy, you know, when we talk about this and we're like, is it going to happen? Could it happen? And then you, you, it's the one in your mind that you don't want to see come to life. But, uh, fuck, dude, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Here we are. With the great, great reset. Great reset. Carl, Carl Schwab talked about it in the World Economic Forum. Uh, Chudo was uh, talking about it actually in 2016 on footage that I seen on Rebel News. Good source. Shout out to them. Yeah. Right? For sure. They got a cool name, well, right? you know what? <laughs> a video to help people. Just help and this, and this, and this, and this was just uh, just today, I think. Um, uh, it's today I sent you that article. So it must have came out either today or yesterday. Yeah, you did send me that. And I have that up here in a little video I made for you tonight. And even uh, our, our, our fair-haired prime minister, drama teacher he is. Oh, my God. This, uh, you know. He's just he's just gleeing at, at letting us know that this this is a great opportunity to go together into a great reset, right? Absolutely. But it's all covered what? for socialism, man. All covered for socialism. That's, right now, there's a video up on our website. 
Right above the radio player. And, and if you go, we'll all wait for everybody at home. Just, just drag the scroll bar and go over to about six minutes and eh, 21 seconds. And everybody at home, turn up the volume. Of course, you got it going on the radio station here. Hit play. You can hear the Prime Minister himself say it. Yeah, I'm not there yet. My, my web browser you is You let me open. know when you're ready. Yeah, I left it open too long. Okay. I didn't refresh. I didn't refresh. That's my fault. Around here, we call that pulling a turbo. The turbo. Yeah, it's, turbo a, it's a turbo. And there we go. Okay, so what? Six oh, minutes yeah. in? Yeah, you're going to go to six minutes and uh, ah, 25 seconds. Yeah, well, why do you choose the thumbnail of him and his face? I didn't. This is just what happened. That's how these conspiracies work. That's how this, this censorship happens. Pandemic represents a rare but narrow window of opportunity to reflect, reimagine, and reset our world. Yep. That, by the way, is Klaus Schwab. Very wonderful person he is. Yeah, and we're going to hear a little more from him in a second, but in a few seconds here, it'll roll into our illustrious Prime Minister. Well, what I find funny is is there's not been one fucking socialist government anywhere in the world that's ever succeeded. What the fuck does Trump think that he's, or Trudeau got, think that no other government in the world's been successful with? Well, because he's, got, he's tied in with Biden, and he's tied in with Pelosi. He's tied in with whatever California and Cuomo's doing, New York State. It's, it, it's, they're the same masters, the same voting machines, the same... The same monetary fund. Yeah, that's really uh, pulls in the, the last uh, election that we just had in Canada. When they used the same machines here in Canada for the last election that Trudeau won by such a, a staggering margin. And yet he lost every single province west of Manitoba. Right? Make no sense to me. Yeah, and... Uh, same but yeah, ones. high high uh, liberal ridings, just unbelievable amount of fucking support. But the guy's an idiot. He is an idiot. Like I did, if you hit play, if you're actually admit, like hear his own words describe this reset. I need you to hear it. I'm trying. I'm it's, trying. It's well, ratification. Answer me this: You know what the Pivy Council is and what their job is, right? Yep. Kind of. Kind of ish, but not really. No, you tell it. Go ahead. Okay, the Pivy Council is there to ensure that whoever the members of Parliament are, are there, you know, they're uh, worthy to be in that position. Now, if you look at Mr. Trudeau's history as a school teacher in BC, where he had a sexual case against him with a minor student. How is, is that, you know, uh, approved for a government office, you know, to have a scandal like that possibility in your background? You know, that's what the Pivy Council is supposed to weed out so that there is none of these. His roommate from college got arrested for child porn. Yeah, uh, there's, just, there's just so much eth just just yeah. morality and eth ethics like just got well, wrong on this guy. Well, yeah, it's like I, you know, I. I like I, people need to actually do the research on the guy because what I don't understand it. We live in an age of information. 
everything that's been said in the last 20 years is on the internet somewhere. So if Absolutely. the government, I mean, they can try to hide it. They can try to do whatever they want, but there's, there's videos out there. There's there. The truth is actually there. If you're willing to look through the bullshit and people nowadays are, are, are just unwilling to accept anything other than the narrative that the, the media tells you. And it's something like 93% of people get their news information from Facebook. And they don't verify anything themselves. They just nope. assume that it's true. Did he break something of yours, Joe? Ah, it's okay. <laughs> a neon light. <laughs> That's what they do. He's been through a Pepsi can, a neon light, a coconut shell. <laughs> There you go. Did you, so through all your chaos, did you manage to get to your, your video figured out there, Joe? Yeah, I got, I got a wonderful trio right here. All right. So I, let's, let's let everybody, if I'm sure they're waiting, they probably already listened to it by now, but like you guys listen at home, if you're at 625 or so on this video, I want you to push play and just hear it from Trudeau himself. Momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the SDGs. Canada is here to listen and to help. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reason. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges like extreme poverty, inequality, and climate change. Building what? back better means getting support to the most Let's that one more time. while maintaining our momentum Building back better. the 2030 agenda. For sustainable development. <laughs> sustainable development. We've heard that many times. Yeah, we? pause right there, right? So for the 2030 agenda, um, did anybody get their copy of the 2030 agenda in the mail yet? No, not me. Not me. I must have gotten lost. You? Sure? No. Sure. No. <laughs> you know what? Anybody, if anybody, anybody at home has got their copy of the 2030 agenda in the mail yet, uh, they want to go ahead and just email that to uh, recklessradio.xyz at gmail.com. We would love to freaking share that. Well, you know what's funny is, is I've been listening, you know, I, I, I follow the, the, the conspiracy theories on, uh, for quite a few years now. And it's kind of funny because, you know, when people were posting three, four years ago about this Agenda 2030, they were complete nuts. You know, people have been... Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, and, and it's... It's funny because every one of them was cons considered, like you're saying, a conspiracy theorist. Now, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I, 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 I mean, I don't believe the narrative of everything the government, the media, and all that shit says. I actually, like I said, I look into it. When I did my walk across uh, Alberta, oh, no, uh, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Quebec, and Ontario... I, I stayed at homeless shelters, so I seen the impact of, of the immigration and where people were getting these conspiracy theories from. And, you know, I tried to stay away from a lot of that stuff because, you know, you, you get tagged as a weirdo. And yet, here it is three years later, and our, our, but nobody's calling Trudeau a weirdo for saying that uh, the 2030 agenda is 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 a real thing. Yeah, no, 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 right? No. We all applaud him. 
Oh, yeah. so great, so great. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. We got combat climate change. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, good. I mean, why wouldn't he want to push for a great reset? He just blew how many, what was it? Oh, we're way over the trillion. What, $1.3 trillion, I yeah. think our debt is? Oh, oh, so as soon as somebody called oh, us and said, hey, hey, yeah, JT, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. we got a way for you to wipe away all that debt and uh, just nail the no, people. No, like no, 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 no. They were like, hey, Justin, put fucking Canadians billions of dollars in debt so they don't have a choice but to become slaves. Exactly. Okay, you got to realize Trudeau spent $10,000 on every single Canadian over this COVID stuff. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm a veteran and I'm on a disability pension. So I got $500 or I think $600 at the beginning of October. That's my extent of the help through all this covid stuff wow. you know i i didn't see none of that ten thousand dollars but i'm responsible i never got it yeah well now i'm responsible for that with my tax dollars though right absolutely and yeah. i mean yeah i'm on a pension but they still take money off my pension for taxes and it's you know like i'm sorry but there's people out there that aren't going to be able to afford this you know i, no. I you know i how many people and seniors are on social assistance that got this $10,000 but didn't see a dime of it yet are responsible for it if they ever need to work or whatever again? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they're going to be paying. And it's not even 10000 It was the original kick. The, the, the actual number on that is families were supposed to have received $40,000 by September or October. Yeah. Um, Pierre Polliver came out and he had a big thing. He actually asked the Liberals. He brought it up in the House of Commons, and I was very proud of him for that one. He said, "You know, did anybody else receive their forty grand yet?" Because you know he's he's calling constituents, he's calling people, <laughs> he's going door to door, and he's asking these people, like you know, did you guys receive your syrup? And the resounding answer is no. I never received it. We applied for it. I'm a trades guy. We lost our jobs. Yeah. Never received it. So I'm I'm curious to know who actually got the CERB. I know people who didn't lose their job. They got to go home on salary, get salary pay, and apparently they were claiming the CERB. Yeah. Does that not seem a little fishy to anybody else, or is that just me? Well, it's there's a lot of... <laughs> we're chasing a man around. What <laughs> is going on over there? We're chasing Commando out, out from underneath the table. He, oh, that's he, hilarious. He's trying to show my batteries in my WD-40. I have a 50-month-old uh, <laughs> uh, purebred uh, bull massive. So he, he got a handful. Yeah, he's full of piss and vinegar. He's a puppy, right? But he's a big puppy. <laughs> yep. So he's hard, he's hard to keep entertained while you're trying to do something. Very ADHD. <laughs> I said the same thing. <laughs> Sounds like he fits right in. Yeah, yeah he does. He does. But, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, I, it, I know quite a few people, like uh, a friend of mine, uh, the, the, he went to his bank with this, you know, put your mortgage for six months or defer your mortgage for six months at the start of this back in March. And he went to his bank. He said, I'd like to defer my bank payments for the six months or whatever. And after they calculated everything, he said, so how much is this going to cost me on the back end? And the bank's yeah. like, oh, it's only $10,000. Yeah. 
Well, they just added $10,000 to his mortgage. You know, and he's like, well, where am I supposed to get the money for that? Uh, he's like, no, I'll just keep paying my monthly mortgage. It's cheaper for me to do that. Right. They agree to the hypocrisy of that, you know, like it's a bank loan. I mean, realistically, nobody was making money then. So, like, if your term was, like, 10 months and you got to put it back, now your term's 10, 10 years, you know, 10 months, 13 months. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you're in a five-year term, well, now it's five years, three months. You're not losing. You're still getting the money back. These people don't realize you're still getting your money. You're just getting it a little bit later. Welcome to reality. <laughs> yeah. You and know, you don't get to add to it. Like, well, we'll let you have this, but we're going we're gonna to nail you on it anyway because it's your fault and now all these people that are stuck with uh not, that haven't paid their rent because they deferred their rent for the six months and you know the economic impact of this for canadians is unbelievable and yet you know nobody is actually looking at that you know they're so focused on the fucking uh the 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 what the the coronavirus whatever the fuck <laughs> it's, it's gone through it's new. Well, you know what it's gone through what six different names uh, since it yeah. started yep. uh yeah. what were the predictions back in uh, march uh 5000 dead or you know 1000 a week dying yeah, overwhelmed hospitals overwhelmed and it's you know i waited a month and it was like okay there's no real difference and then it was you know i'm from manitoba okay uh i don't when i was paying attention to this thing there was 20 something deaths in manitoba between march and the beginning of october i believe it was it might even been uh november or october but whatever yeah. it was it, and you know it's i'm sorry why shut down an entire province for 20 people dying in eight months I, I i mean really <laughs> well you know and it's it's my curiosity is this and it, it just painted black and white i'm a critical thinker i look at things logically obviously so do you uh when this all came about we had our lockdowns in the spring there was no mandatory masks uh, you could go out shopping you had to stand in your little bubble six foot yeah. taped off barrier and to be honest, being someone that thoroughly hates people, I loved it. Yeah. I loved going shopping. I liked looking at people like, hey, get back in your line. Get yeah. in your square. Get, get in your square. Up. I'm not done looking at the syrup. I'll let Commando. you know I'm my square. Sorry, bud. You know? And it still worries. But we didn't have the masks. The numbers went down. Things were starting to go back to normal. You know, then there were certain stores. If you're going in shopping, you had to wear a mask. Yeah. Okay. Big deal. Just do it. If you need to do it, if you can't do it, then you can't do it. If you have your reasons, you have your reasons. But if you, whatever, right? Support, not support. Let's not make a big deal of it anymore. But then we enter this phase three nonsense at the same time kids are going back to school. Suddenly, masks are mandatory. <laughs> Everybody has to wear a mask, no matter where you go. You step out of your car, put your mask on. You know, numbers start going through the roof. Cases start increasing. You're in a, you're in a big city, right? Anymore. You're in a big city, right? I am in a big city. Okay, I I have a question for you on that. Okay, they 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 want you to go in and get tested for this coronavirus. Okay, now a virus is in your mucus of your nose and uh, uh, your throat. Yeah. Why do they require an RNA sample? 
what what you, RNA for those people that don't know is what makes up your DNA. Yep. Now your DNA or your RNA has nothing to do with the virus. It has there's no way you can tell if a virus is in your RNA. There should not be a virus in your RNA. You know, nope. it, 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 so why are they mass testing RNA samples? What are they actually looking for? You know, that it, it's a legitimate question, and it's not a conspiracy thing. It's, you know, I, I, I'm not a virologist or people that study viruses, but to me that seems very friggin' odd. Because it does that, seem odd. Because that's what that test that they're using, it tests you. It, it tests your RNA. Why do they need to test your RNA to find a, uh, a virus? Man, I don't really, I don't, I don't know, but now I feel like I gotta like hang up the phone and go start to doing some more research. <laughs> we're, we're definitely gonna be doing a show on that one now. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, man, it's... like we're talking about how they're using this pandemic as the perfect opportunity to try to reset the economy and take away everything as we know. Well, and um, you're now opening up a whole new world on this. Like, yeah, why are they taking the DNA sample from everybody? Why are they? Why are they harvesting our RNA? Everybody's it, it, RNA. Exactly, because either they're looking for a certain genome in people, which means they're singling out a certain fucking percentage of the population, or they're, you know, like I said, I I don't know why they would need an RNA sample, but if you look at the test, that's what the test actually tests is your RNA. And it says it. That's freaking crazy, right? I didn't even know that. <laughs> and it makes you wonder, right? Because here we are. We've got the elites using this whole crisis as nothing but a major excuse to push their advantage, right? Our lives and their whatever image, you know. Whatever the economic reboom is going to be, however they do it, it's going to be controlled by the same group of people who have controlled everything right now and put us into the same position they're claiming is so fucking horrible, pardon my language here, that we can't get out of. They got to just, just crash it all and start over again. It's like, but hang on a second, guys. You're the yeah, nuts. But the reset, the reset, it all up. The reset is not, it's not, it's not. It's a reason, but it is. It's an opportunity for a reset if you want to participate in the program. It's, it's not a world like the well, there, that's just it it's not going to be a choice to be to do it and that's where i think a lot of people are failing to understand what the actual impact of something like this is exactly you know yeah it sounds great to have all your debt removed it sounds great to uh have an infusion of all these immigrants and all this stuff it, it, and you know everybody's gonna be valued at the exact same and uh but how does that actually impact everybody well how that's going to impact everybody is is the trucking industry is going to stop the the food industry that you know our farming and all that isn't going to be owned by farmers it's going to be controlled by the government so they will say what crops will be grown they will say what foods we will be eating from now on and and it, you know it's not like i said it's a, those choices that we've grown up with our entire lives are, are 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 ones that kids today are unfortunately going to lose they don't have that point of reference no more exactly no no they're scrubbing everything from the past Man, 100 I'm, miles an hour. I remember being sent by my mom going up a uh, long road, Nipissing, 
take away, go down to the farm and buy local corn when it came out. It was a big thing. I had to come back with two dozens on my BMX. <laughs> right? We're on the side of the road at 12 years old. Man, I remember Four my mom sending right? me to the corner but, store. But with we, the we were safe doing it. We had fun doing it, right? We'd stop yeah. off in a dish. We'd fucking get wet. We'd talk to our friends. So that trip turned into like a five-hour trip. It kept, yeah, it was it, adventures it kept, as kids. It kept us busy, right? Yeah. And then we fell off when we brought the corn back. Yeah. But you got to do stuff, and you got to go on adventures. And there was a whole trust thing going on in the world back then. You know, like my well, mom I remember... sent me to the store with a letter to get smokes. Yeah, right? I remember being seven years old and being out allowed to go to the park that was six blocks away from me and play with my friends from, you know, 10 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. As long as you were back for supper. And as long as you were back for supper. And then once you went home for supper, you were, you know, I didn't need my mom behind me saying, hey, don't talk to that person. Don't touch that thing. Oh, you knew. You know, I wasn't. Yeah, exactly. You knew. <laughs> you knew. You just knew. Everybody knew. There was always one creeper in the hood. Everybody knew not to go by that guy's house. And you, you know, know it, it's and again, those are all freedoms that we've lost. That people have lost that they'll never enjoy. You know, no. when I was a teenager, you could jump on a train and go from Winnipeg to Vancouver for the summer. And, you know, you, you have a blast, and then at the end of the fucking summer, you jump back on the trains, and you come back, you know, you come back. Yep. And, you know, you're 16, 17 years old. And it was, you know, one of the best experiences in the fucking world to do something like that. But now you got all these fucking idiots that... Uh, <laughs> you know, you got all these... Well, you know what? You got TV and movies to thank for shit like Social that. media. And social yep. media. Because, you know, you had the movies that came out, The Hitchhiker. Then next thing you know, people stopped hitchhiking because they were afraid of getting killed by you know somebody on the highway. People stopped picking up fucking people hitchhiking, and and it you know that became a, a transient thing. And then the police outlawed it. Yep. And yeah. that you know that's that was a freedom. You know you're allowed to enjoy your country, man. Yep. Ninety hitchhiking was fun back in the day. Well, what is it? Ninety percent of people don't leave their own city, and 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 I'm sorry, we have one of the most beautiful countries that you can ever experience, and you know, it, it, and you you don't have that freedom in Quebec. It's actually illegal to walk along the highway. So wow, when I, didn't, I, I did not know that. in Ontario, isn't it? No, you're allowed to walk on the shoulder, but in Quebec, you actually have to walk the Trans Canada the the, the Trans Canada Highway, which is a secondary highway, uh, because when I walked through, I wasn't allowed to walk on the highway. Wow! So I had to take secondary highways and roads and stuff to get through uh, Quebec. Ow! <laughs> Commander's chewing on Trevor's leg. <laughs> bit my foot <laughs> so yeah it was one of those you know it, it it that's one of the freedoms that we've lost you know we used to be able to sleep at, uh, in provincial any provincial land it, it's owned by the canadian people it was paid for by our taxes but we can no longer enjoy them we have to pay in order to uh, to enjoy it you have to get a permit to, uh, to, to, to go to the parliament. You have to get a permit to stay on federal land. 
Well, that's tax, you know, our tax dollars, our grandparents, our, our great-grandparents that paid these taxes so these buildings and parks and stuff can be there for us to, for future generations to enjoy. But we can't even do that anymore. Nope. And again, that's another freedom that people have lost. And they're like, well, it, you know, you shouldn't be able to sleep in a park. Well, why shouldn't I be able to? Because you judge me, I'm not allowed to, you know? That makes you wonder, man. Like, that, be a no. lot of nights, I think, with my PTSD, if I could just take the dog, go out and crash in the woods. We yeah. got some beautiful parks where I live. I'd feel a lot better. Yeah, I slept out in the woods last night, man. I reset. I feel great. I, at, at my, I have a two-bedroom house in uh, Selkirk where I was living. And in my spare bedroom, I have my sleeping bag, my thing set up in a corner. So that when I get really stressed and I need to get away, I go in there, shut everything off, and climb into my tent. You know, just so I don't look like a weirdo outside. <laughs> just get away, man. Yeah. You need your spot, place to go. Well, you know what? We're going to kick this song, and then uh, we'll take a little break. I'm going to take the dog out for a pee, let him run a bit. Sounds good. And then we'll uh, continue on with the video. I like it. <laughs> you got lined up. Working for the man by Otto Rehab. And in 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins. Nice. Hey, we were peeking for a while. <laughs> All right. We got about six minutes. Oh think. my god! I bit my tongue so hard when we were talking there at the end. I got I was fucking going numb, and all I want to do is take a drink of water, and I can't. Oh, you're still alive. <laughs> oh, I don't care. I don't care. No, we're gonna take the dog out. We'll be back. Bye. Oh, that's funny. It's called Reckless Radio, and uh, yeah, we're doing. Oh yeah, everybody, we're coming back at you live and loud on this special edition of Reckless Radio XYZ, where I have my main man Trevor Sanderson in the house here, and Twisted D. This has been freaking awesome tonight. I even learned some new stuff that I, I we are definitely going to be looking at when we get off of this. That's for damn fucking yeah. sure. Yeah, like right. Done. You know what? For yeah. a kickoff, getting smoke and mirrors back and running, uh, awesome episode. I mean, we brought a conspiracy. And what a guest to have on, 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 on oh. our what a guest to have on our, our second half of, of 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 our 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 month of veterans, right? It's amazing to uh, to to wrap up the veterans and then to have um, you know the irony of having Trevor Sanderson and all people reach out to you just out of the blue. Well, no, uh, no, no. He, he, I I see the Facebook post pop up right away. I'm like, I'm scrolling through my shit and I see oh. Trevor. Oh, uh, where should I go? Ottawa or Toronto? I'm like, come to Ottawa. <laughs> oh, my misunderstanding. You friggin' dragged me. Well played, man. That was good. That was very good on your behalf. I'm sorry. I just thought it was the fates friggin' world well, to collide. No way they actually, did. Actually, in a way, it did because when I was in uh, Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Ontario, I was like, okay, which way do I go when I hit Sudbury? Do I go to uh, Ottawa? and uh, see all my friends here 
or do I go to Toronto and see all my friends there? <laughs> and so when I did the post, I started, like I said, I started getting all these, you know, can you come give me a hand, Trevor? And when I was going to do my uh, renovations this summer, I had a few jobs lined up here in uh, the in Ontario. So I put down, you know, I'm, I'll go anywhere in between Gatineau, Ottawa, and Toronto's. And... Joe was like, you got my number. And so I, uh, this morning, I was like, okay, what do I do? And I messaged him. He's like, well, why don't you come by tonight and hang out? And here I am. No, that's awesome. I think it's pretty cool. I'm really happy to have you. I think it's been, it's been an honor to have you on the show tonight. We learned so much from you at the same time. Yeah, this R&A stuff, stuff, man. This, this R&A stuff is going to get me checking into this, man. That's for sure. You know, well, like I, I mean, said, it's just one of those... Why? Yeah, but nobody really thinks about it until somebody like says, "Hey, yeah, it's there." It's like, ah. Why not though? That's our big thing. Like, why yeah, not? Yeah, exactly. Why, why would the government do that? Well, why, why not? not? Well, you know, everybody's into these huge conspiracies. They they want to do this. They want to do that. It goes again to pointing. You know, like I said earlier, you can't make people uh, see your point of view. If they're not, if their eyes are closed. So if you give them those, imp like I said, that might, it might be nothing. It might be something, but it's something that's curious. <laughs> well, we, 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 we love curious and that's what we're all about, right? We're not married to our ideas. This is what we always say, right? What are we, what are we professors of? What do we hold PhDs in? Uh, we are actually uh, certified doctors. Uh, we are learned doctors of learned fuck all. Doctors of sweet fuck all. <laughs> That's what we are. Right. No means educators. Um, but we like to talk about we like to talk about real stuff that comes across, and and, and we, we we don't follow mainstream news. We check it out just to see what the headline is, and we we go our own way. You come across things uh, from your point of view. Uh, I I come through with these things like uh, you you know me I'm a little bit more conspiratorial. <laughs> and that's that's what's fine about it is we bring a different aspect to the table. We always take a different approach to it. Um, you and I will throw an idea at each other and just leave it at that because we both know once we've talked about it, the first thing we're going to do immediately hang up the phone is start looking into it. But I still believe Sasquatch is real. <laughs> he is real. He is. No one can take that away from yeah. anybody. And then uh, you know tonight. We get a surprise guest. Uh, Trevor rolls in, and Trevor Sanderson. Got his Not Trevor, 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 Sa <laughs> Trevor <laughs> Sanderson. You know what I mean. Smoking bake's been pretty good, eh? Mm. I was saying Trevor rolls into the show. It wasn't his <laughs> last name, man. Like, come on, now I think everybody else at home got that except for you. <laughs> you skipped all the way to Friday. You're smoking bake. This is smoking mirrors, Rebel Joe. I need you to hold back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> It's Trevor's man. fault. It's Trevor's fault. It's all Trevor's fault. No, and it's good because I love the energy tonight, man. Trevor, like I said, like, you got your whole new take on it. The RNA thing blew me away. I was kind of like looking up some stuff while we were on a little radio break there. But Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. You know, he's the, he's the kicker to this, realistically. Well, he's another one that's that's part of that inner circle of clubs that we do not partake in or have it vote in or even uh, get to belong in. Right? They're the ones right. controlling everything, right? The, the World Economic Forum, look it up, everybody. It's all out there, these videos. It's not like we're, it's not, it's not like we're talking conspiracies. It's, it's videos no. of these people talking this stuff, regurgitating the same stuff that we heard through... Um, 
what was his name? That Russian guy that we were talking about earlier. Boris Yeltsin. Yeah, from Boris Yeltsin to Joe Biden. Yeah. You know, same yeah. regurgitated thing. Even Trudeau said it. Even Trudeau it's the same said it. propaganda techniques from World War Two. Yeah. Well, like um, I said, it's social conditioning, right? That's what yep. they've been putting on us for the last eight months. Now, all these so-called... Uh, you know, every government, it, it, it's pretty much involved in it. And you can see it, and it's it's hilarious. And it's scary at the same time because it it's leading to one thing eventually. It's going to lead to a civil war. And I'm sorry, people are going to have to change sides or choose a side. And, yeah, you might be a sheeple, but you can only be a sheeple for so long. And I'm sorry, I, I won't bend over and uh, take it up the ass without a kiss first. So No, and I got very bad knees. I got very bad knees. I, I, I can't. I got exactly. Bad, I, I lost my knee pads a long time yeah. ago. Yeah, no. You know, um, and you said something right, too, you know, about um, people and the sheeple aspect of it. And if I can elaborate on that, I think what you're trying to tell people is, like, right now, if you're in belief that the government has your back and you're following along and you're following protocol, we're not faulting you for that by any means whatsoever. You need to do what's going to make you feel safe. And if it helps you control exactly. your anxiety or your own issues, then I'm all for it and I support you. But when it gets to a point where you have five kids in your house, for example, nobody's been working, you're on these mandated government handouts, it's a couple of years down the road and things are really tight, <laughs> you're going to lose your faith, you're going to lose your beliefs, and you're going to start joining the side for survival. Well, look what happened in Ve a recent example of it is Venezuela. Oh, what a collapse that was! Yeah, and you know, and it's it's. I'm sorry, that's what happens when a country goes socialist, thinking the government is going to do all this great things for you, and through you know, like I said, six months down the road, you go to a grocery store and there's no food in there anymore because you know it's not being produced. What the fuck do you do? Well, they said there'd be interruptions in the supply chain. Hey. Uh, retail businesses—that's uh, not coming back. All these little, all, all, all listen, all these minimum wage uh, retail workers, you know, that that were keeping all this, all these shops open, that's gone. What are they doing? They're, how are they going to re-enter the market? Well, why is it okay to go to Walmart, Costco, all these big fucking chain stores <coughs> that? You know, you, you walk in there and there's 300 people. <laughs> right, right. And, you, and you're telling me that's 25% of the store's capacity? Yeah, that's why they got a, you know, 21,000 square foot fucking store is, is, is exactly for that reason. But, you know, you got, you know, they're major chains. They got, they're going to make money regardless of, of what happens during this pandemic. You don't see them going to the government and taking these subsidies and taking these loans and taking these grants because you know what in the last eight months they've made billions of dollars amazon walmart but the little mom and pop store that sells you know homemade dresses or that does antiques or does you know that all small businesses are founded on or this country was founded on they can't afford to keep their doors open 
and you no. look at it right across the country major restaurants or you know family-owned restaurants that have been open for 60 years just can't do it anymore you got and, you know, and, right and i've like i said i've driven from one end of this country to the other and it's sad to see all these little stores close it's sad to see you know paper on windows you know for lease for sale you know going out of business going you know we just and there's nothing these guys can do but nobody cares about them because you know what i have to hide in my 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 basement and keep safe yeah uh, but you know i i can't go to that little store but i can go into a walmart where there's hundreds of people and take the risk of getting sick where no, you, your mask on. Yeah, but yeah. you know, you, you you can't go to a store where there's three or four people. Can't go because, to a restaurant. Yeah, because you know you you're gonna get sick in that store. It's like coronavirus picks and chooses where it goes. Yeah, you know, but you can jam thirty five kids into a classroom, make them sit you, three feet apart. Did you hear about the curfew? Do you want to put? Mm -hmm. Do you want to put in? Manitoba was discussing that. Ten p.m. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah. when COVID comes out, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. exactly. Yeah, COVID comes out of well, there, baby. Hold on a sec. It's nightclubs and that that are spreading the COVID. But according exactly. to the, the, the research, all the chain outbreaks have been at senior homes, yep. have been at schools, yep. have been mm -hmm. at, you know, it has nothing to do with me and you. You know what I mean? And it's places that the government is making have these fucking COVID outbreaks. You know they they're they're sending these kids to school. You know they'll they'll lock down the entire city. You can't go to your your corner grocery store because you got the risk of going to uh, of catching COVID. But your seven year old kid go to school with fucking three hundred other kids and, and play right. and 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 use the washrooms. What and, better and, incubation spot? What, yeah, and, but, and, but you know you, they have to go there. Why? Because that's how they're spreading this virus. 100%. But keep your social group down to 10 people while your kid goes to a school with 3,000. Exactly. And then they come home, they give it to the parents. Now the parents are fucking COVID possible and whatever it is. Well, you know, okay, you seriously want to put a two-week or... Oh, yeah, that, that's the other part of this. Back in March, it was... Two-week two, two flatten the curve fucking thing. Yeah. Eight months later, we're still two-week flatten the curve thing. Like yeah. everything that this government has done, it, it's a vi if the, if it actually is a virus, then it is a thing that needs to run a natural course. There's no interference that man can do that is going to prevent this. They're hyping this vaccine with a 90 to a 94 percent survival rate. They've been working on the influenza for 30 or 40 years. Right. It only has a 65% uh, success rate. <laughs> there's a new strain every year, so it yeah. just seems to me to be irrelevant. So now they're telling us that they have a, a, a vaccine for this. Double but, dose. But the trouble part of that is, is our natural body immune system has cured 99% of the virus. Yep. Right? You know, so what's the vaccine for? Exactly. What do you need a vaccine for? Why should I take put that, those chemicals into my body? And uh, for what? Because my natural immune system, something that has worked for me my 50 years on this planet, 
that has helped me get through colds and flus and uh, strep throat and <laughs> right. ear infections and any other kind of disease I've caught over my 50 years that has always been good for me. And now you're telling me that my body can't fight something that has a 99% survival? Where is the logic in that? You know, There is no logic anymore. Well, now the government's telling you not to listen to the CDC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah listen to the CDC. CDC now, now numbers, because the CDC yeah. numbers contradict the media 100%. They're saying, hey, wait, guys, we've had some chance to review yeah. know, some cases here. The real numbers are way lower. And it turns out that, yes, these people who died may have contracted COVID. However, like they were already on their deathbeds. And I don't mean any disrespect to those well, of you exactly. who have lost somebody during COVID. But <laughs> a lot of them had underlying conditions. There were cancers that were heavily in stage four yes. scenarios pneumonia there were people who were with pneumonia there was tons of people that had tuberculosis what there were what, senior citizens with the flu already like okay you look at the, the 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 outbreak right now across canada it is flu season <laughs> coinciding with the second wave right and it's but nobody and, has flu but well hold on a sec if you look at the yearly averages for the flu, it's something like 40,000 a year in Canada or the province, each province or something like that. Now, if you look at this year's stat from the beginning of the year till now, there's something like 17,000 out of 40,000 cases. Now, where did the other 23,000 cases of, of, of influenza go? Now, you, you look at these numbers that the, the media are putting out, there's 200 people in the hospital taking up every bed with coronavirus. Well, what about the people that have COVID? What about the people that had heart attacks? What about all these other people that regularly use these beds? You mean to tell me not one of those beds is, is occupied by somebody <laughs> other than a COVID victim? And... When they say it's a COVID-related death, I'll let you, I'll give you an example of this because I know of this happening in Manitoba, where they went into a place. There was four people that were uh, killed. The paramedic that went into this uh, senior's home said it was the worst uh, thing of neglect he's ever seen. Wow. Okay. Then that night all of a sudden they were covid victims <laughs> now how they're related to being covid victims was is their neglect is a result of not having medical services because of covid therefore it is covid related wow that that far off eh? like, like they're just reaching yeah and it's and in like i said what yeah, a wordplay and you and if you question it though people sit there and attack you yep well you're being disrespectful no i'm asking a simple question you know did they actually die of covid or was it neglect it's a simple question it's not and disrespectful but you know i'm a nut for asking something like that but at the same time like the military was brought in during the lockdown to all these senior homes to help out Mm -hmm. And their own reports said these senior homes are in the most disgusting shape of inhumane conditions they've ever seen. Yes. And these are people who've come back from Iran recently. They've been fighting, you know, uh, Taliban insurgents. They've gone through some of the most harsh conditions you can imagine. And they're telling you 
the seniors' living conditions are horrific. Well, and, and the thing is, is if you look at these deaths that are happening that they're blaming on COVID, you can actually find posts from family members. No, my bro, you know, that 20-year-old that died in uh, Saskatchewan recently, Yep. Uh, I, I'm not 100% positive, but I read that it, uh, the person died of an overdose and the family member said to the media, why are you saying my, yep. my whatever it was died of, of COVID? I, I can't prove it, but it is, you know, and there's other stories of, of those being out there. Absolutely. And it, like I said, but anybody, nobody ever, you know, checks into it or actually checks. I have over a thousand people on my friends list, and not one of them can tell me, uh, somebody that they closely know that can explain to me if they've gotten it, what they went through, or if somebody, like, like they know for sure actually died from it. I want to hear from them because I I don't doubt, but I want I want somebody to tell me truth. Well, it's it's like I said, okay, Manitoba, three thousand or thirty five hundred active cases out of one point three million people. You know how? What are your chances of, of if you if you look at it of actually running into somebody out of those you know three thousand people? You know, you got them spread out through every different part of the city. Yep. And I'm sorry, they say that the test in Manitoba, for some reason, is 100%. You know, they, they don't question the numbers at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Zero yeah. false positives. Are, yeah. You know, and it's like, well, I, I'm seriously questioning. Absolutely. You know, and every single person out there should be questioning that. And and it's yeah, it's because a ninety nine percent survival rate. <laughs> <laughs> the actual percentage on what you said there, that thirty one hundred or thirty five hundred number works out to about point zero two zero six percent of the population. So if, if you figured that out, it works out to one out of every hundred and something thousand people have the the virus yeah. in the province, is what yeah. is what I'm saying. And it, okay, so let's say ten percent of the population of Manitoba would be thirteen thousand. Okay. Okay. One point three million. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. So now, for one percent of the population, it'd be thirteen hundred. Or yeah, thirteen hundred. Yeah. So when the death count gets to thirteen hundred, I might actually start paying attention to it. <laughs> but if it takes a year and a half for it to get to thirteen hundred, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, there's, well, you know what? I know more people that have uh, committed suicide that have done more harm to themselves as a result of this pandemic than this pandemic has done to people out there and that's something that not a lot of people are talking about is the ramifications oh. of all this on our, on mental health yes and you know what they play it off like it's no big deal it goes no, back to being judgmental yep. i don't want to say anything to anybody because it's nobody's business of my mental state yeah exactly i'm sorry it's none of your damn business so for them to sit there and say, you know, like, oh, 
well, you got to judge somebody because they're not wearing a mask. Manitoba is a prime example of that. Uh, Steinbeck, one of the small communities outside the city, had a anti-mask rally. They called it a freedom rally. The media called it an anti-mask rally. Yep. Now, this morning, the prime, uh, or not the prime minister, but the uh, minister, uh, Pallister, or, or PM, Okay. Or whatever he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever fuck he is. Yeah, <laughs> the Manitoba, Manitoba leader. <laughs> anyway, that guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy said that they're going to pay consequences. They're going to mail out tickets to anybody that went to that rally. <sighs> yeah. Because, like, again, a freedom loss because they don't have the right to have an opinion. They don't have a right to voice that. Hey, look, you're destroying our 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 our, our stores. You're destroying our, our families. You're destroying our lives. But you know what? We're going to fine you $1,296 because you came out and spoke up against us. Ain't that, ain't, ain't that funny how that's close to uh, what you'd actually re be receiving every month from the government? Yeah. Right? We're just a little bit left over for yourself. To, so <laughs> next month you're going to have to pay your fine, right? Which they're going to take off right off your UBI. Yeah, they'll take it automatically. Right? Because you got to find this month. Oh, now nah, you only have uh, six hundred dollars that left to uh, to use this month. So next next month you're gonna be you're gonna be nice and you're gonna be good. And I've already decided that if anybody tries to give me a ticket for not wearing a mask, <laughs> that I will wipe my ass with the fucking ticket right in front of whoever fucking issued it, yeah. and tell them that that's exactly what I fucking think of their ticket. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I'm not fucking... I don't give a shit. I will take it to court and fight the fucking ticket. Because well, I won't bend over and take it. Well, it, it started... It, it, the people have started going to court now. And the first cases are starting to be won. Well, there's no constitutional grounds for it. Exactly. There's, no, there's, no, there's no law written into effect. It's not a law. It's a, it, it is a recommendation. That's it. That's it. It's a bylaw. Not even bylaw, exactly. Some and area, no, some areas, Joe. It's now a bylaw. We have bylaws in oh, some areas, man. but bylaws, uh, okay. It's that, still a bylaw, like fucking whoop de do. Yeah, exactly. What are they going to do? Send a bylaw officer to fucking arrest me? Well, you know what? I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> no, they don't have a arrest arrest op, uh, Oh yeah, they have the power now. They the, oh they yeah. do now. Oh yeah, they, oh shit, Manitoba. They've given the power to. Bylaw officer. Ain't that funny, eh? How they're just giving more and more authority to different agencies. For, uh, for what? For what? Uh, to to enforce the the ticket. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Winnipeg actually has a fucking one eight hundred rat number. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every city does. Every yeah. city does. Oh yeah. Quebec. Uh, the Quebec premier here uh, touted uh, to turn your 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 people in. Mm. But um, you know, you say that uh, Brantford, where I live, actually, uh, right here, they're working on empowering their bylaw officers with more rights to uh, detain, fine, and so forth. So it's a real Whoa. thing. Yeah, you know, it makes you think, right? Well, why do they need all this reinforcement for? Well, if you look it up right now, the government has purchase orders for isolation camps right yes. across Canada. Yes, the first one I was and the government or the media can sit there and play these things off as they're not true. They're not what they're what they're saying they are, but they're full of shit because it, it it's already been spoken. They are there to detain and isolate anybody that is a danger to the public as a result of this virus. 
What they are yep. saying is, is if you don't agree with this virus, you are becoming a public menace. You are a danger because you are speaking up against their narrative. They can detain you for that. People don't understand that. And they can detain you just like Guantanamo Bay there in fucking Cuba for as long as they want until you comply with their fucking with what they want. And I'm sorry, they can use the guys as isolation camps for COVID, but eventually, why are they bob-wiring these things? Why are they making them look like fucking jail cells? Why are they building buildings in, in, in cities with thousands of toilets in a warehouse? Right. You, you know, why are they doing things like this? And it and you know people don't know about it because the media ain't reporting it. Nope. And nope. the moment told that, not to. and the moment that somebody says anything, you're a conspiracy theory. Or there's all of a sudden a news article or a news story saying how all this stuff is fake. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, very yeah. real. I talked about this a little while ago too, and uh, I'm not going to say his name. He's a very close friend of mine. He happens to work in the electrical trades, and uh, he's working at one right now. Oh, yeah, there's uh, one that's and, operational in Portage La Prairie. There's yeah, one that's yeah. operational in uh, Quebec and Saskatchewan. And then the ones in B.C. and Alberta are just about up and running. Yeah, they're very real. Yeah, and they're already so, starting to detain people in Quebec. And it all goes back to medical martial law. A lot of people will come back and say, hey, they got rid of that, and I forget what they replaced it with. But, uh, no, they never really got rid of it. They just told you something. Yeah, okay. They told you what you wanted to hear. Yeah, medical martial law will get rid of that. But it's very real. Well, they, they enacted the War Measures Act. They just changed the name of it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Well, pretty that's much. exactly it's what the they're running thing. right now. Yep. It is. It is. He's right. He's 100% yep. accurate. Thank you. I was looking for the term, the War Measures Act. I, I'm glad you're here because wealth of knowledge. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It um, is. It is. Medical martial law has become the uh, the War Measures Act, and it, it's it, nothing's changed. They just changed the title of the program. Exactly. So why it's are like, they running the War Measures Act? <laughs> for what reason? reason? Exactly. You know, you got a 99.5% survival rate for 0.02% of a population that has it. Yep. I think we're going to be okay overall. Yep. And I mean, I, again, I don't mean anything, oh, any I, disrespect to anybody who has somebody in their life that they have lost because but, of this pandemic. But it, 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 and I agree with you 100% there. I feel sorry for the families. You know, I'm one of those economic people that loss. go and, and help as many people as I can. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that this is, you know, whatever it is, but there's a lot more to it that people need to start looking past and, 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 and stop living in fear because you're going to have a, a reason to live in fear in, within the next two to three years. Because once those freedoms are taken away, they're not going to get them back. And there's only one way to get them back. Yeah, and yeah. And, 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 and unfortunately, it seems that the powers that be are driving it to that. And you look at it right now, it's going to be the same thing as the American Civil War back in the 1800s. It's going to be family against family. You know, like, I don't want to live like this. I don't want my kids. I don't want my grandkids living like no, this. No, absolutely not. No, I don't. 
You know, I, I don't it, uh, think it's right that Trudeau's putting my granddaughter, you know, seventy thousand dollars in debt for for a program that you know that has a ninety eight percent or a ninety well actually a hundred percent chance of fucking failing because it's never been successful anywhere in the world. No, no, it, not no. once has a socialist country ever been successful. And why are people so stupid to think that they can make it fucking work now? Well, yeah. No, exactly, exactly, and the the left, the 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 people that are being agitators and stuff, they're not realizing that they're being used. They're they're not. They're doing it for a reason because it's people like that that get our rights taken away. Yep, like that's the Nazi brown shirts. That's how they justify taking away our right to own a gun because a gunman in Nova Scotia goes out and kills 22 people with an RCMP vehicle with weapons obtained illegally in the states and turns out to be an F or uh, an RCMP informant. Yeah. But hey, weird. But the other part of that is you've never heard a single thing about it since. Nope. Nope. And I'm going to let you know something. I was actually in Nova Scotia at that truck stop like three days before all this stuff happened. That's crazy. And the first reports from what I was getting out in Nova Scotia was the guy was captured alive. Yeah. Eh? And then a couple hours later, it came out that the guy was shot. So it was like, okay, how was the guy shot? Or, you know, was the guy shot or wasn't he? Now, the other part of that is, if you look at it, the police put out that picture of his vehicle yeah. with the, the thing in the window and, and the, the, the number and all that. Yeah. How did they get that cover photo for the Twitter, for the, the, the thing if they didn't know what the vehicle was? Yeah, for the post, right? You know, right down to the number on the side yeah. of the vehicle. And if you look wow. at that picture, there's actually the... the, 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 the the sales ticket in the window of the passenger side. Still there, yeah. Wow. You know, how did they get that picture without being, you know, there with that vehicle? But it wasn't an RCMP vehicle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at an auction. <laughs> yeah. With all the lights and stickers and... Yeah, everything's just perfect, right? But he also had the, the uniform because yeah. the first couple of people, he was wearing the uniform when he did it. It also took the RCMP, what, 12 hours to report the first shooting? Yep. So I'm kind of curious if that was, you know, like that guy went in and killed a couple people for the RCMP and wanted to make it look like a false False flag. But, hey, that's a conspiracy. (laughs) Yeah. We're not, we're not allowed to You're question. Just critical thinking. We're not allowed really? to question the narrative. Well, that's but that goes back to people not looking into what actually happened out there. You know, this is all information that's there, but you know, oh, that's not true. That's not what they said. That that's not how it happened. Well, you know what? I followed the whole thing while I was out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm sorry. I don't take screenshots of stuff sometimes because you know it's pretty funny well you know all of a sudden that narrative like i said you know there's a news story that oh this never happened or you know yep wow but we got to ban guns because yeah, you know, oh yeah. he used the used weapons assault type rifles yeah yeah 
Anything that that whole thing was a joke too. He didn't even read and, the and, le- and legal uh, gun owners, legal gun owners that that have taken courses, that have trained with these weapons, that know how to hunt. Well, it's not even that. I don't know if you guys. I have a lot of uh, gun enthusiasts on my uh, Facebook and stuff, but they're adding weapons to that list every single day. Twenty two single shot twenty twos. Wow. You know, like shotguns uh, and, and you know hunting rifles, and you know they and they don't. You're not. They're not telling you that they're adding all these guns. Yet Holy they, shit! Eh? You know, but if you look at the list now, compare it to when this gun ban first started yep. back then. You know, they've added probably three, four hundred different guns to it. Wow! Oh, I might That's be cr- wrong with numbers, but. I, I we, we did smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, but it, 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 it's, it's high up there. Yeah, it, it's you wow. know. And you listen, Part of the story it, is it's out of control. Yeah. Wow, man. Well, you know what? This has been a great evening. Man, this is a very informative conversation. I love these ones. I love these impromptus. We say we're never going to educate people, but fuck, shit, shit talking, shit talking, did it again. Well, see, the good thing about doing stuff like this is, it, it again, you know, guys out there that, you know, look at, will come across a broadcast like this, and they'll hear all these little bits of information, and then they start, like I said, that's how you get people to actually look what's at, at things as a critical thinker, because if you don't, it's, you know, people need to start questioning everything that's happening out there. And I mean everything, because nowadays, you never know. 100%. And it's not like nothing we've said this evening. The information is available. Yes. We're just passing it along. That's it, yeah. Yeah, we're just two dudes talking about the same topic and, you know, and, and adding a bit of peace in the barrels to it. Yeah. Rebel Joe and I don't spend five days in the basement coming up with crap. No, it's out there. It's out there. Trust me. It comes across our news feeds. Like, we find this stuff, and it's like, dude, did you hear about this? <laughs> you, you actually like, want to read something that's scary, dude? Go to the parliament and look at the different bills and stuff that they're passing. That they, you know, oh, yeah. that they don't announce on, on, the, on TV and, and, and media and stuff like that. You know, the ones that they're proposing and, and they want to pass... It's you know, and you start reading what they actually are doing, and it's like, well, it's pretty wild, yeah. And it's you know that information's right there on the government's website, and you know, like I said, you start looking at it, and then you look back when you're a kid and question yourself, well, do I remember doing that? Do I remember playing in a field? Do I remember walking up the tracks? Do I remember? And do I want my kids to be able to experience those same things? Because that's what people really need to start asking themselves. What do you want for your families? Do you want them to live as a slave for the rest of their lives? Or do you want them to enjoy the freedoms that we've all been given our whole lives? Because until people are ready to start standing up, not protesting like the states did and destroying everything no 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 but but standing up to our government and saying hey we've had enough we don't want this we want something better because our government works for us we do not work for the government people need to start understanding that again 
We choose them. They do not choose us. All they there all this government is about is making their own money to make themselves look good. They don't give a shit about me and you. Because if they gave a shit about me and you, they wouldn't be locking us down. Absolutely. I don't think Rebel Joe and I can say anything after that. No, it's a pretty good uh, pretty good cap on this on this uh, on this chat. Yeah, no, seriously, man, that's good. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, this is no, 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 that's awesome. I apologize at all. Like, this is what mean, smoke and bake the, is all about, right? Yeah. yeah, like we just put a whole extra hour of smoking and token on our show. I'm cooked myself. I'm sitting here <laughs> staring at a, a computer screen. Of, I don't even know who this schmuck is. Oh, yeah, Klaus Schwab, that clown. We'll talk yep. about it some other time. <laughs> and, um, Sorry, I ran away with your show. But that's okay. That's, that's what okay. it's all about, man. But it's, it's, it all leads it's up real. to it's it's all information and a different piece of the puzzle that leads up to this great reset. Well, this great reset is like I said. You're going to show it to people, and people aren't going to understand what it really entails. And it's telling people like I, these little things that you know, like I, it, it's things that'll make you think. Yep. And, and that's the great thing about shows like yours because you're trying to get this information out there in a world that shuts all this information down. You know, absolutely. You know, you can't go to the mainstream media and see Trudeau just gave two hundred million to a crooked fucking Chinese <laughs> communist for a casino that they're running out of fucking Ottawa or wherever the hell it was. That, you know, he didn't have to answer for that money. But nobody's even questioning him on it. And the Wee Charity scandal, uh, that's gone. You know, the guy just destroyed all the documents for all the funds that him and his family have received. But that's not an ethic thing. That's not an, F or, uh, an RCMP investigation no. because of destruction of, uh, of, of, not destruction, but uh, they obstruction them? Of, of justice. Yeah, because they subpoenaed those papers. They, they subpoenaed So them. they yeah. destroyed evidence. Yes, they destroyed evidence. Where is the, the, you know, where is the charges for that? I you followed know? that case, as Joe knows, like, that, that, that one bothered me. Like it, I, I followed that religiously. Well, why aren't the RCMP and investigating that? So what happened is, is they turned it over back to a house matter and put the charges into the uh, the chair, the speaker, the house. Yeah. He had full rights to review it. So then they went back, the chair reviewed it, and then he determined that it wasn't actually a chair matter. It was a provincial law or a federal law matter and had to be turned back over to the RCMP. So then the RCMP reviewed it and determined that, no, it was not there. They just played a circle game back and forth and extended it to the point where nobody cared anymore. Yeah. Um, I watched Sounds again. familiar, right? <laughs> I again watched Pierre Pollard, like lose his mind, and he talked about it forever. He goes, what the hell's going on here? He's like, you can't answer the questions. You can't answer the questions. You say he has to answer the questions, but then you say, no, he has to answer the questions. He's like, well, so who's going to answer the questions? Well, that's just it, and they just keep playing the game, and when they, oh, well, we want to start a special commission into corruption in Ottawa, well, we'll call it an election. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, right? No, we want to see it. We want an okay. oversight committee. <laughs> Why can't they have the election? The states just had one. Yep. Well, they had a chance. Well, they had a chance. See, see, see where's, that, that, where's the no confidence? That all turned around, that all turned around when, okay, when, when Biden got predicted, okay, as Trump was starting to win and, and the projections were starting to win, everything was starting to open up again. Up, bars, restaurants, and 
now that Biden's has been been declared, declared he's been declared the winner by CNN and MSNBC. Yeah, yeah. Right now, oh, everybody's fa- the sheep are all falling in line. Oh no, no, we got to go back to the lockdown. We got to go yeah, back to the lockdown. Yeah. Right? It's playing out with this American politics. We're being distracted by this. But nobody is saying anything. Nobody's of, saying anything of, of the corruption within our own. Our own. Where is our media at? Yeah, the Trudeau government gave them billions of fucking dollars. You know, they bought off CNN or uh, CBC. Uh, CBC and MSN. and It's crazy. And now it's like, you know, and now they want to put a new thing out there. Anything that they consider fake news. You know, they're going to censor them and not allow them, you know. Have websites and this and that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, it's, it's crazy. Tell me about that. <laughs> I, I get censored left, right, and center. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, it, I try to stay away from most of that stuff so I don't get well, blocked. <laughs> yeah. Even with our Remembrance Day things, um, some of those posts, it, it took me hours. Oh, yeah, we're, we're having a hard time posting a lot of our, uh, our veteran stuff for Remembrance Day. It came down to hashtags. I put, um, you know, like, uh, it was something like a Canadian or North American United World War II veteran support and uh, things like that. Any any combination to show that we were yeah. throwing our support and solidarity and standing united for what we had to unite before all those years ago, it wouldn't have it. And as soon as I dropped those tags, no problem. Video up. See you later. Yeah. We don't care. Well, that's what I mean. It, it, people don't realize. Like, I get uh, people that post stuff that the, you, you can't see their posts. And, I mean, I post things that, I, I mean, I have certain followers that I know follow me. And I'll post, you know, some stuff of, of, of you know, things that, you know, I don't agree with. And I'll ask them, do you get my, you know, I, no, I didn't see that post. Or, you know, like that uh Oh, what the fuck was his name? He was one of the the actors from uh, that uh, hung around with Seth Rogen. He did a couple of movies with him. Okay. And there's a video of him telling how Seth Rogen's a fucking pedophile. Oh yeah. And how Hollywood elites. Uh, oh yeah. Oprah, oh yeah. That that I yeah. We've been down that. Oh, we've that's been, that Canadian yeah. kid. Um, the red hair. Yeah. 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 So. He's like, I'm not suicidal, I'm not here to kill myself, but I have to say something, I can't hold this in anymore. And he just lays it all out. And he died like two months later or a month later. Was that Isaac Cappy guy, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that, yeah. But he was best friends with Seth Rogen, and he tells how he went over to his house, and, you know, he's uh, uh, into this... pedophilia ring and how the like, elites uh, yeah oprah winfrey yeah. and all those other ones are 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 running these these pedophile rings and and stuff like that and the guy is saying you know if i end up dead this is why the guy ends up dead but there's not a fucking word about it yep <laughs> so. wasn't he the guy that outed uh, tom hanks yep that's why Tom Hanks moved to Greece. Yeah, he's a Greek citizen. Tom now. Hanks <laughs> mysteriously put a post up the same day that guy died about roadkill on Route 66 on his Twitter, and that guy was found dead, dead off of Route 66. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, but you I know. mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, now we're, Tom's we're, making we're, swarmas in Greece. Yeah. 
So we were talking about the the Biden and the Hunter Biden laptops and stuff like that, and how he names in there the big guy. Yeah, we were talking about this. Check okay. this out. Check out now, this theory. I want you to think about something. Now, Biden was vice president. Okay, as vice president, he's very limited to the access and what he's allowed to do. Okay, mm-hmm. now in those uh, emails and that he refers to the big guy. Now, my curiosity is, is I'm wondering if the big guy was Obama. Because ultimately, for loans and stuff like that, it would have to be Obama that would have to sign off on them. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm wondering. Oh, I want to say so much right now. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, it's like a three-hour conversation. I just want to invite you back for show after show after but show. Do you see what I mean with that, though? That's, oh, a, that's yes. an angle that nobody has ever even said because it would make more sense. Well, yeah, um, because the big guy would actually be Obama. The guy signing you're the right. check. The guy signing I'm the check. I'm right? you right now. You're right. I have been. I have been looking into that. I haven't even told <laughs> Joe about this. This was blowing my mind away, and I don't really want to get into it because I've been building this up in the background. Uh, but yeah, man, you're right, and you're on the same. You're on a. We'll have a wicked chat without Rob. I'm going to ruin this show. He's going to give you my number. We got to get going soon. But it's too much fun. But yeah, like you're right. Don't what you're looking into there. Um, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. And uh, the big guy. Um, you can also look up um, the hot dog parties with the big guy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he also used to do. Uh, it was called the helicopter rides. Yeah, the big guy's helicopter rides, and uh, they would list certain numbers of the seating. And the helicopter, which was weird, right? Like, who has reserved seat numbers on a helicopter? They're not that big. Yeah. Right? Let alone do they're going to have, like, 17 seats in them. You know? Unless they were, like, Air Force One. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But the thing about the seats, the numbers never went over two digits. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So it was all coding there. So like, yeah, don't don't stop looking into that one. If you want to play tinfoil hat adventures, um, <laughs> great rabbit hole to go down, man. Well, it, I've been there for a while. It's dark, um, but I've been there for a bit. Well, again, it's one of those conspiracy theories that you know what it would make. I'm sorry, I look at things from a lot of different <laughs> angles when because I don't like just read headlines, right? No. <laughs> So I, I, I try to be, you know, I try to educate myself as much as I can before I talk on some subjects and some other subjects I should shut up about. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it's, it, you know, I, I, I looked into, you know, I, I read some of the, the things on Giuliani's uh, webpage and stuff like that. And yeah, it just, it really makes you wonder because I don't know. Uh, like I said, Biden didn't have the power. Obama had the power. So somebody had to been, you know, he, he, he I don't know. Where did, where did Obama move the, the, the chemical factory after uh, Trump took over? You know, Wuhan, China. <laughs> so... <laughs> well, it's true. They already they already talked about him taking a position in the cabinet there with uh, Biden, anyways. So yeah, well, exactly. Like, you know, yeah, together again. 
<laughs> da, 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 da. They can yeah. swing pinkies and skip around the world and keep on destroying the U.S. Well, for eight more years. Well, it, it, it baffles my mind how the American people can see so much corruption and still vote for the idiot. <laughs> yep. Well, you know what? This has been an excellent chat, man. This has been great. It has. It's been good. Refreshing. Refreshingly open, organic, and honest. Like, I, I've loved every second of it. Thank you very much, Trevor Sanderson, for coming by, surprising the shit out of everybody. Hey, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. And, you know, I, I, I... We have a way for you to do this from the road, too, my man. You can say, at any time, you can call in. I punch you right through. I even got an extra cord right there. And this show Absolutely. goes on wherever you want to, whenever you want to talk hey, about man, somebody. I'm, I'm always around, you know that. I, yeah, I, took the words right out of my mouth. I would, I'd, I'd love to have you back for some of these conspiracy chats. I feel the like Trevor really Report from the road. <laughs> hey, yeah. Well, <laughs> no, on know, the road. I, I, I can tell you some of the things that I experienced when I was on my walk, and I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, when I was in Montreal, I seen some things in the shelters there that uh, really make you question a few things. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say stuff because it makes me look like a racist and a bigot, and I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I hate everybody equally. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, if you're a straight-up person, I, Absolutely. I will treat you like you, you know, with respect. But if you're an idiot and you act like an idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot in any which way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have time for that shit. That's our creed, man. And with that, Reckless Radio is going to wish everybody a good night. Night, Sweet everyone. Dreams. Good night, everybody. Thanks awesome for time. Thanks for stopping in, my man. This has been awesome. Yep. Smoke and mirrors. It's Twisted T. My main man, Rebel Joe, and the one and only Trevor Sanderson. Thank you very much, everybody. And awesome. we are out.